0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Gimme 5 Daily Gaming News Channel, where we do the research so you don't have to. Today is Saturday, October 21st. I'm your host, T Bishop, and we are doing something a little bit different this lovely Saturday. I'm actually going to start doing this every week, too. So, we talked back on Monday about taking some of the best topics from Monday through Friday, taking all of your comments and mashing them together so we can discuss what all is happening in a slightly longer episode. And this is it. We're calling it The Opinion. So before I get started I actually wanted to cover a quick segment of news and we'll jump right in. Yesterday marked day one of TwitchCon and Bungie used their panel there as an opportunity to talk about Destiny's new seasons feature. Apparently we are in season one and there are going to be four seasons per year, Other changes include a more predictable cadence for content updates, clan rankings will reset, and seasonal gear content is to be expected. They also plan on changing the way Iron Banner rewards work in Season 2. This means that we have to put up with one more Iron Banner with the regular token system before it gets updated. But then when Season 2 hits, you'll be able to purchase gear directly using tokens. So that's the news, and that's great and all, but now it's time for the opinion. I think more important than giving us perspective on when content like gear and ghosts get rotated out, we want to feel the difference primarily in the end game uh, of Destiny 2. Now don't get me wrong, this game has made some amazing strides from where the first game left off, but I can't help but feel at times like I'm just playing the exact same game. The worst part is that it's not even that bad of a grind to get a character to max level and not much worse getting to max power level. And sadly the only reason I think this is bad is because I'm looking for pretty much any excuse to want to play the game more without feeling like my efforts are wasted. For example, in the first game you took forever to level up a brand new character and then had to spend many more hours to get gear high enough to do nightfall and raids. And then once you hit the soft cap, you'd have to run the raid to get higher level gear. Now though, you can hit the actual level cap without having to do more than a few weeks worth of nightfalls, assuming for whatever reason that you can't find a fire team big enough to complete the raid. Or competent enough, rather. Not only that though, Iron Banner and Trials don't reward you for being maxed out on power level, which really requires you normally to grind and grind and grind in order to get enough extra gear to then upgrade your stuff that you actually want to use during crucible. I'll just say that it's sad when my favorite news about Destiny and Crucial is that Trials got pushed back two weekends due to a silly wall glitch. It's not that Destiny is a bad game, it just almost feels like the game is being made specifically and only for noobs. Now I know how dare I shame the one and only Bungo for making a game that lends to new players becoming invested in the new Destiny universe, but I like having the gap between new and tenured players. Anytime I go into a game, I find the people that are the best and I watch them, and I pay attention to what makes them good, and when it's a matter of grinding, I'm willing to do that. Here though, the gap seems much smaller than what I'm used to, and it's literally as if every player is always on equal ground, almost regardless of time spent in game. Now it's time for me to step off my soapbox and into the battle royale arena. We only talked a little bit about PUBG and Fortnite this week, and they're often taking up a good portion of the conversations, just like Destiny. However, I did get a call in about the story on the new VR Battlegrounds game to be released this year, or next year, rather, 2018. Michael Conway, a fellow Anchor podcaster, uh, called in here on Anchor to share his excitement over two things in particular. Uh, In his words, he has a beast of a machine that can handle it, so he's not worried there, but the other is about his grandson getting old enough to play competitively and based on the context it sounds like his grandson has a great deal of potential. Now, I especially love that second part, and thanks Michael for your in. I appreciate so much you taking the time man, uh, but like I said, I especially love that second part about his grandson becoming old enough to compete because I foresee VR changing competition esports 10 years down the road. We aren't quite there yet, and not everyone's gonna be able to afford it, nor will it be sensible for everyone to up and buy a VR set over the next 5 years. That especially is true for VR in gaming because just like PCs right now you have to invest a bunch of money into building a machine that can handle high-end graphics and such if you want to be able to keep up for a long period of time. VR will be the same way, but for a great deal of it, VR will require that we already have a monster of a machine, and that's actually where Michael's first thought comes in. It's nice that you have a beast of a machine right now, and it will be relevant for this VR battle gra- Battlegrounds game rather that will be supposedly released next year, but right now, and up until games like this pick up traction, the team that is individually developing this game plan on only having games of 16 as opposed to the 100 that we have become accustomed to because of VR. The other problem though is that you have a relevant machine right now, but what are the Vive and Oculus going to require 5-10 to years down the road in regards to hardware specs on your machine? Are we going to be held captive by expensive modules that will continuously need to be upgraded? I think there is still so much room to grow for VR, and I think everyone knows that actually, but my point is that I believe we have only seen the very tip of the iceberg when it comes to VR. In fact, I believe that we are still so early on, we haven't even seen the iceberg at all on the radar. It's just a blip. I think the tech that we've seen so far is almost the equivalent to when we first started getting into the mobile phones. They were big, they were clunky, and we didn't see the potential of what they would eventually do for us or even what they would look like. Granted, tech does grow exponentially faster these days, but it's an interesting take on the state of VR if you think about it. Well. I think that was a pretty solid start for the first episode of The Opinion. I appreciate you guys listening in. And once again, if you have any thoughts on these topics, please feel free to comment or call in. We'll keep the conversations going because it's fun. Uh, But have an amazing Saturday, and I'll see you guys next time.